So uh, welcome to the Rogue Agents premiere. Uh, so we got myself, Dizzard, Sam, or Finger Guns, we'll call him, and then Hyper Viper or Fletcher. So uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out and joining us on our inaugural episode. So let's just jump right into this. Uh, so welcome to the Rogue Agents, a brand new Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast hosted by Dizzard, Finger Guns, and Hyper Viper. To lay the foundation in this episode, um, our goal and focus of the podcast is to provide competitive conversations, yet with a mindset of anything can be competitive. Uh, there's a slogan that I've been kind of fronting uh, to the other guys here, and it um, kind of sums up like our line of thought when it comes to what we want to do here, and that's going to be innovation is key. We want to provide to you as our audience a podcast slash live stream, because <laughs> um, that is... Um, we want to provide you a, a podcast that's inspiring, one that makes you think or ponder certain aspects or situations in the game and gives you a heads up on certain tech, as well as promote a positive community and mindset within the game. We all truly believe that you can have great fun in this game while remaining competitive and always remember that it is a game to have fun. So let's not take it too seriously because uh, we're just a bunch of jokers over here now. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and just uh, introduce each other, uh, or ourselves rather, not each other. Um, <laughs> I'll just sit here and try to introduce Sam. Uh, no, um, so I mean, I, I'm Dizzard. Um, people may recognize me from things such as uh, the Danger Room or the TTS leagues. Um, the, you guys know me as Dizzard. Um, <laughs> He's so, the guy. The X-Force guy, yeah, that's the other thing. If you uh, see anything talking about X-Force, <laughs> I'm probably somewhat involved or tagged or anything. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, how I got into MCP was actually kind of a, a funny thing. I was watching Twitch one night. Um, so I used to watch a bunch of painting streams. And I was watching Epic Duck. Uh, I love Mike. I love the stuff that he does. Great, great, great artist. If you have never seen Epic Duck Studios paint... Go check it out. Highly recommendation. Um, but anyways, I was watching him paint. He was painting, I think it was Captain America at the time. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is a miniature for Marvel? Like, this is super cool. And he told me about the game. And I was like, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so I bought the core set <laughs> and um, started playing. And then all of a sudden, got in with uh, Gronko and everybody on the TTS mod team. And then we started doing the leagues and it just kind of blew up from there. Um yeah, it's just been great fun. I love this game. I've always looked for an opportunity to be involved with um, the community and building communities. It's always something I wanted to do. So I'm super happy to be part of that with different projects. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I would say. Uh, favorite affiliation? Um, I think everybody knows the answer to this one. It is uh, currently S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no, uh, X-Force. X-Force, uh, definitely favorite affiliation. Brink. All, all day every day <laughs> um <clears throat> favorite model i would have to say man, that's actually a hard one i didn't think about this one this was i i wrote these questions and i didn't think about it <laughs> uh, I, i'd honestly say my favorite model would probably be goblin 
or Holdbuster probably because Holdbuster is super cool. Like it's such a cool model. Um, so yeah, there's there's that and best interaction or most fun I've had in the game. Honestly, it was um, at a local tournament. I was running my current X versus, which I call the the clapback squad. Um, <laughs> it's involving Sabretooth and Ronin and seeing Red and Bucky and. <laughs> had one interaction where the opponent dazed Ronin, Sabretooth pulled scene red and used his, his, um, his savage predator attack and got the trigger off of it. Um, and Bucky also got your back, uh, all the whiffs against the original target whiffed until, <laughs> until Bucky went with got your back. But I took out two models on my opponent's activation after one action. Um, it was just, Oh, made me feel so good about X-Force. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to Finger Guns. What about you? What uh, Introduce yourself. Hi. I'm Finger Guns. <laughs> <laughs> Most Perfect. people know me call me Sam. Uh, I came to Marvel Crisis Protocol by way of X-Wing and then uh, Legion. I was in a X-Wing kind of competitive play group, and we did a lot of traveling. And then uh, we fell into Legion uh, when... Uh, Somewhere after 2.0, X-Wing had launched, and uh, we all got tired of uh, watching that kind of uh, <laughs> do whatever it was going to do. Uh, it just wasn't the same game. Uh, it was some fun stuff, but it wasn't everything that uh, we enjoyed from uh, the 1.0. No, we were not just into all the broken stuff, but uh, just other elements of the game. Moved over to Legion, had some fun with Legion, kind of saw the same thing happen in there. I actually bought into Legion the same time that, uh, like the same weekend that Crisis Protocol dropped. And my friends that I was playing, they had just like convinced me to finally buy in to Legion. Uh, <laughs> had all bought Crisis Protocol cord boxes. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you just told me to come play Legion and you, you all have this other game. It's like, oh, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to play Legion. <laughs> and uh, then, well, uh, it was about six months after that, we uh, started playing Crisis Protocol instead of Legion. <laughs> And I kind of never looked back. Around that same time, I moved from California uh, over to the East Coast. And uh, so I, I still keep up with most of the, those guys, uh, albeit nowhere near as much as we used to chat. But uh, uh, I'm playing Crisis Protocol now. <laughs> I'm pretty much all in on this. <laughs> you <can> say. <laughs> yeah. little, little thing about me. Uh, Crisis Protocol, I'd say my favorite model is... Uh, sorry, Hyper. It's Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> still uh but uh i've been playing a lot of guardians of the galaxy lately and that's been fun and uh i had a good run playing uh asgard guardians that uh, i really enjoyed doing that too so i do tend to play me some thor from time to time but uh we've got we've been blessed with a local community that's kind of been growing uh, a lot faster than it used to be for a while it was just uh, uh me and one other guy named fred and uh fred and i actually met on the global tts discord uh, he made a comment about people playing Legion at his local store and that he lived in the <laughs> South. And I was like, Hey man, where do you live? And it turns out we live in the same town. So <laughs> it was, uh, That's the weird. two of us staring at each other for the first, uh, about six months. And then, uh, we got more and more people that have been joining and, uh, those guys all have, uh, more friends and more contacts in the area. And, uh, the more people that you see playing the game, the more people want to play that game. So, uh, that's kind of where we're at. So I've moved away from Guardians and Asgard at this point because we've got people who want to play those things. And uh, now I'm going to play some some other stuff. <laughs> Not um, sure what yet. 
I want to interrupt you real quick. Um, I, you, you, your guys' group does something that I think is actually super interesting. Um, do you want to hit on that real quick with your guys' who plays what? Oh, we just kind of claim affiliation so we don't have to play too many mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, whenever somebody says that they want to play something, uh, usually we'll take our time with it and then, you know, everybody moves on sooner or later. But uh, this way you don't have everybody just jumping onto the new hotness. I mean, people play what they like, which is nice. People play what they want to play. People want to try out some new broken stuff from time to time. But uh, we we usually kind of look at what each other are playing and make some decisions on what we're going to build from there. It's, uh, you know, it's a social interaction, this game. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Hyper, what you got? Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm Hyper Viper. I got into this game because of an episode of South Park. Um, they were all playing Dungeons and Dragons and they wouldn't let the girls play. So then they were like, the girls were like, well, all right, so we're going to make our own gaming club. And it was just obviously much better. And when they go into their gaming club, they have like painting tables and all these different games set up and D&D. It's just like walking into a really good game store. And uh, I think it's Stan, one of the, the main kids, either Stan or not Kenny. I don't know what their names are. They're like, oh my God, is that Crisis Protocol? That game's not even out yet. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> I, I've been reading Marvel since I was like eight. What is that? So I watched some like YouTube battle reports and such. Uh, I'll, I'm not like, I've never done mini gaming at all before this. This is my first like foray into it. So I look it up. I'm like, all right, this seems cool. But uh, I don't, I'm like completely outside this community so that I have no one to play with. So I didn't buy it. Um, and then I kept on looking it up and be like, I don't know, this seems pretty cool. <laughs> so eventually I, I bought the core set and it sat on in my like apartment for like two months or something like that. At least I'm probably messing up the time. And then um, one of my best friends from college was like, hey, I'm going to come visit. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to build all this stuff so we can play this weird ass game. Uh, and so I built all that stuff. We played for like six straight days. Um, nice. Like I had to go to work, obviously, and stuff like that. But it's like, Whenever I was not at work, we were just in my apartment playing Crisis Protocol back to back, and we both just fell in love. I remember specifically, um, I had just had the core set, and then I was like, "Okay, so we love this. Let's get more of them." So I like ordered the and the Thor boxes, and they showed up the next day, and I was like, "It's meant to be." So I just built them all, and we kept playing. It was a fantastic time. Uh, this game's probably my favorite game I've ever played, like across all forms of medium. I love it so much. Um, yeah. Gaming history, I don't know. Like, I played Magic for like five minutes. Not really anything specific. This, like I said, this is my first. Like, no one's gonna know me from another game. I guess is how I'll say it. Uh, any accomplishments in MCP? The first time I really felt like I accomplished something in this game is when I made cut in season six of the TTS League. Um, so both times I made cut, which is season six and seven, I've immediately lost. But making cut is still cool. <laughs> uh, and then at LVO, I, I came in second, which was a good time. It was really fun out there in Vegas. I've never been to like an event like that before. Um, it was really fun looking on this dead in the eye and saying, no, I'm going to put my un unpainted minis under your camera and you're going to have to film them. Um, Deal with it. Yeah, because I didn't, I wasn't on camera at all until the grand finals. And I was like, I'm not switching out my minis, man. I'm playing with what I want. Uh, why I enjoy the game. It's so thematic. Um, and like there, there are only a handful of like actually good Marvel video games. So I don't really think anything else comes close to like that magic of MCP where you're playing all of your favorite characters and can actually do the stuff that you think they should be able to do. Um, like Hulk throwing a building at someone is a rush. It feels great. Uh, normalized throwing buildings at the homies. My favorite affiliation. 
is a really hard question. It's like picking a favorite child. <laughs> I I probably played the most Avengers out of everything just because it was so it was so fun to like figure out that like my for my season 7 list I'm kind of rambling now but like I tried to make it so that I was trying to make an Avengers list that could do whatever you could do but better because they're Avengers. Um and that I think was pretty much accomplished. I'm pretty happy with that list. Uh, but like, I'm kind of in a black order kick right now. I really like playing Thanos, uh, as you know, Sam said a minute ago. Uh, and I need a, I need a clarification from Dizzard. Favorite yeah. model. Does that mean like favorite character to play or the one who looks the prettiest? Um, when I said mine, I thought about like my mind instantly went to which model looks the coolest. Uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, I guess it gets to be either way you want to go. I'm pretty sure Sam's is both because he loves Thanos the way he looks and he loves playing Thanos. <laughs> I, lo- I do also love the way Thanos looks. I think like the, the versatility of that model <laughs> where you can have like the angry face or the smiley face or the glove or the no glove is really cool. Um, yeah. Mine is done up currently with the grimace and the glove. I want to get another one with the smiley face and no glove because Thanos doesn't need any gems to kick your ass. Um <laughs> I want to paint high tops on one. I want to get one and paint some, uh, some high tops to him up like Space Jam character. Some Tims. Let's go. Um, but no, my favorite model is Hulk. I know he looks kind of goofy, but I, he's just like, he's massive. He's physically imposing. I don't own Juggernaut yet, but Juggernaut's model is pretty cool too. But yeah, it's got to be Hulk. Yeah. Um, cool. The best interaction or most fun you've had in the game? Oof. That's also another huge question. Um, there's a guy who he's, he's out He's, he lives a, a little bit away from me, so we don't see each other all the time, but we see each other at events. His name's Christian, and uh, every time we play, it's like, it comes down to a dice roll. Like, he is such a stellar player. So at LVO, I, I ended up playing him twice, and I beat him both times, but they were both super close games. So, uh, I remember it was, my Luke Cage had to survive a hit from Ghost Rider, and if he did, the game was over. Uh, I would win, because I was holding objectives with Luke Cage. And he was like one damage off or something, and that that like that tension, <laughs> I both love it and hate it, right? Because like it was really tense, but it was such a cool moment to be like, "Damn, we both played our hearts out," and it literally comes down to a roll of the dice. Like, there's nothing either of us could have done better. We're just gonna see what happens. So yeah, that's what I'd call it. Fair, fair enough. Um, real quick, uh, hyper. Um... Are you able to turn up your gain at all or move the mic a little bit closer? Some people were saying you're a little quiet. So, How is that? I think it's a little bit better. Can you do any bit more? Uh, not really. I just kind of like put the mic as close to my face as I can. <laughs> I, I, it's definitely like um, a little bit louder. Um, I'm about to figure that one out a little bit, but it's definitely better than it was, I think. So, uh, Somebody so. in the chat could comment on hyper viper's volume now hello what talking hello. do you guys think i sound better all right uh well while we wait for a response on that <laughs> no this is still about the same okay well i don't really know how to bump you up any louder uh is there any yeah i don't have any zencaster options besides just muting myself yeah that's that's like the worst part of zencaster is you can't actually do anything with like anybody's volume which is annoying and i have the twitch volume all the way up and i have i could just talk louder <laughs> just <laughs> yell yell the whole time <laughs> um that's because 
Yesterday it was fine. It was fine on the test run. <laughs> we we actually tested just so everybody knows we did yeah. a test run yesterday to make sure everything was fine. Um, I could have sworn you were allowed it yesterday, so I don't know what's different. I don't do that radio magic. I can leave and come <laughs> so, back again. Uh, if you want to try, we can try that, and then we'll just entertain people with our uh, our stairs. With your wily ethics, <laughs> yeah, be- I like blank stairs. Blank stairs are fun. Yeah. So, what color is your Dormammu? <laughs> I still don't actually have Dormammu. Um, he's one of the ones that is like on the bottom of my list to get. I just, eh. yeah, same. I've had him for a little while, but I haven't painted him. I think I'm gonna go with purple because I I called it a long time ago. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. do mine purple. I got purple. Back <laughs> off. Purple's so, by Dormammu. We talked about the colors in the the colors in the Discord. Oh yeah, we're talking about uh, what color to paint Dormammu. Um, I think it's, I think you oh. sound a little bit louder now, though. At least I think it's, it's a, to me it sounds louder, but I'm probably crazy. We can only hope. We can only hope. Is it loud enough that it's hearable? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we'll move on. I guess I'll invest in a podcaster mic like you guys have. It's crazy because your your mic quality really isn't that bad. Um, it's fine. It's just quieter. Yeah. Yeah, it's just quieter. Just I can I can easily amp you up in Zencaster. It's just the live stream that's gonna suffer, I guess. Oh well, hey, just don't watch the live stream then, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, my... Listen to us on the actual <laughs> podcast in like a day. You're just being impatient. <laughs> two days, two days. You gotta give me some time. I'm gonna have a lot more to edit than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but between trying to do something live and um, stream and uh, all of this, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're working out the kinks. Yeah. All right, um, I, I'm probably just going to just uh, probably not edit this one because it's more fun for everybody who wasn't here to experience <laughs> it, and then it'll encourage them to want to be here for the actual live version of it because it's way more That's right. We'll do it live. Uh, doing it live. We're doing it live. All right, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our announcement section, and so something that we're doing right now is over in our Discord, and I'll put a link here in the Twitch chat for those who are here and do not have the Discord yet. No shameless plugs for Discord because you need more Discords that are MCP related. Um, anyways, we have a poll running right now under what did I title that section? Uh, vote here or mark your vote or something like that. Make your vote. Uh, make your vote. Has- hashtag make your vote. <laughs> hashtag make your vote. Um, anyways, uh, oh, wrong button. Touche. <laughs> uh, I love the soundboard though. It's awesome. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, hashtag make your vote. And, uh, we have a poll going up of who is who on the pat the pod. So we have the Bucky, the Taskmaster and Frank. uh or punisher and um we we want you guys to decide because we know it's going to come up because like it's obviously like the mascot to the show because rogue agents and we know it's going to come up with who's who um we know it's going to be a listener question at some point so we decided let the listeners decide on who's who so if you guys have not got your votes yet feel free to get over there and get your votes in by the end of the episode we'll take all of the live votes we've gotten plus the votes we've gotten from today and announce who is who based off of that uh so the next announcement we have is basically we just going to give you guys like the lowdown of what we're going to frame each of these episodes as so you guys know what to expect what we're going to give you um <laughs> so each episode we're going to have like a, a main topic you know, a quick little intro and just get right into the main topic and anything new to the game will be after that um i guess like similar to like just like our first impressions of something but we want to give you like an actual like oh what's the word i'm looking for a um 
not an educated guess on what we're doing or thinking about these new characters that come out, but more of a practiced or even at least like thought about. Um, so that's, that's kind of our goal with it is to give you something that more than just a first impression, something that's a actual, I can't think of the word. Uh, I guess practiced guess is the best thing I can come up with. But something that's more, yeah, yeah, you know, like something that you left on the stove for five hours. Um, it's a little lukewarm by this point. Um, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's seasoned, well seasoned, a well seasoned take. Maybe that's what we'll call it. <laughs> of the well seasoned take. I like that. Um, but that's, that's the, the slow cooked take. Yeah, slow, slow cooked, left on the counter, maybe overnight. Um, might be burnt a little bit by this point, but you know, extra flavor from seasonings. But that's that's our our thought of it is we're going to give you guys a more well seasoned take um, and give you something of like instead of just like is this character good or bad but is this character impacting the game and how are they doing it instead of just a white and black answer it'll be a here's what this character is doing to the game um, so that was it's a little bit more interesting in my opinion it's something that you can go off of and actually judge something. <laughs> or at least what we uh, got. I also I just like to say, yeah, uh, yeah, what we, I've what, never been, what seen. <laughs> I've never been like a Discord admin before, and I just found out that if I uh, I can remove all reactions, so if I don't like the way you guys vote, I will just remove all reactions. Um, I, I got I screenshots of that commanding lead I have. <laughs> uh, man. I don't know what I did. Uh, Professor U- U- Ulysses says. Well seasoned. Does well seasoned mean you have had to play the character in a TTS season? No, not that season. Like probably like a week or two of toying around with it and playing with it to see like what is going on. And like, because like, well, even like one day of playing around with the character, you're not gonna find like those weird interactions. And like anybody could say a character is good on paper or bad on paper. Um, but like actually like applying that character and seeing what it can actually do on the table is completely different. Like for example, twenty three and Honey Badger look great on paper and they're outstanding on the table <laughs> they are really good they are really good yeah like it's just you know that's that's my take i did not expect them to be as uh painful to deal with as they have ended up being yeah and then that's, that's the thing is like you look at it on paper and you're like oh these characters are gonna die easy no they do not <laughs> and they are a nuisance but like that's that's kind of our look at what these um well-seasoned takes are gonna be <laughs> i love that name um so after our well season take uh we're gonna do a quick um hobby corner talk about what we're gonna be doing either hobby wise whether we're painting something or got something planned that we're working on just to give you guys like that like our interaction with the game uh physically and uh, we'll share stuff on discord um we also will share stuff on the live stream we'll pull some stuff up here and share some pictures while we're talking here whenever we do live streams and stuff like that um and then we're also going to be giving you guys a challenge of the week at the end of the episode to kind of just like have more interaction with the audience and listeners um a challenge of the week could be something silly you guys will see at the end of this episode what we're going to have for you guys and i'm pretty excited for it and then of course we'll have listener questions because people like to interact um so that's that's kind of that um something else that we are doing with our episodes is when we talk and discuss things um sorry for all like the long-windedness of it's kind of breaking everything down to give you guys an (laughs) idea of what to expect but i like to ramble um (laughs) what is this our first episode (laughs) (laughs) take out take out the rust um so 
something that we uh, uh finger guns actually brought this up and something that we decided to go with is when we discuss topics we're going to do our best to do this in a debate format of like actually putting a timer on and i completely forgot to set up the timer to put on the overlay for twitch but i'll do that next time um but anyways we're gonna have like a timer like do it a debate format to where each host will have a set amount of time which i guess today's gonna be the test run for this to see how much time we should actually be doing <laughs> um each host will have a set amount of time and then each other host will have a time to rebuttal or like challenge their thoughts or answers or just anything or they could pass whatever uh, but more more of a debate style discussion of going through things that way we're not too um like this where i'm just completely long-winded and <laughs> and uh get like straight to the point um so that's that's our plan with this when we're having discussions um as well we're gonna try to do our best to interact with the twitch chat when we're doing live streams um it's a little awkward none of us have done this before with a podcast on twitch so it's gonna take some getting used to and figuring out how we're gonna do it and just bear (laughs) with us on this one and yeah for the poll head over to discord and uh submit your vote um, I would have done it on the Twitch polls, but I can't do Twitch polls until we're affiliated status. So that's there's that. So yeah, uh, yeah. So help us get on that too by watching. I think it's how that works. Is that how we get that? Yeah, we need people to watch us. Watch us. I don't. I don't remember. How, <laughs> I don't remember how it works. I think you need like so many times of streaming and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I got affiliated on my other Twitch. I made a whole penny so far. Ooh, man, Ooh. better than I'm doing. All the polls. <laughs> Run all the polls. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and just get right into this main topic for our first episode. And there's a reason why it's called Perfectly Balanced. And I'm just going to hit this button real quick because I have the soundboard and it's so much fun. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Oh, so good, so good. So our topic of today for our very first episode, we're going to tackle something pretty huge in my opinion. Um, and that's game balance. And this is, we're going to start off with where do we see the game currently and is there a balance within the game? This kind of seems to be a very hot topic amongst the discords, Facebook, and I see a lot of people talking about it and we thought it'd be a fun thing to talk about for our first episode. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Finger Guns to start off with where do we see the game currently and is there a balance? I'm going to figure out how to do a clock of some kind. Um, <laughs> um, all right, three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. All right. Three minutes. All right, you got it. There we this. go. All right, three minutes. I think the game's in a pretty good place. I think we've got a decently balanced game here with uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think that uh, whenever you're talking about an asymmetric strategy game like this, where uh, it's not chess, right? We're not lining up the same pieces against each other, uh, unless we are, but uh, we're not trying. We're not forced into lining up the same pieces against each other and uh, my knights against your knights and uh, your queen against mine. So we've got a lot more options available to us and those options don't it's not an apples to apples comparison most of the time and that's one of the things that i like about uh this type of minis strategy game is that we're we're putting different things out there one of the things i appreciate about crisis protocol is that it's not a spam game i mean we might talk about sam spam or uh wide lists but it's not the same miniature just as many copies of that as you can field on the table you're you're running you know if you're running a wide list, it means you got a lot of low threat models. And it means that uh, you probably have a lot of uh, low health pools and small attack dice pools. And, you know, maybe you can whittle people down and get an advantage in the uh, objective game with all those bodies and 
you know, that's one approach to the game. That's not the only approach to the game. So you can go narrow, you can go very tall, you can go strong, you know, like whatever you want to call it. We got lots of terms for all this stuff. But uh, in the end, I think that it's a, the, the balance that exists in crisis protocol exists because the, the players are trying to play what they want to bring or what they think is best to the table. And that by having two players that are doing, you know, two players with a similar approach can have a very balanced game. Two players with different approaches might not have anywhere near as balanced a game. Uh, one of the things that we experienced in our group, especially early on, is people who just wanted to, to grab a few packs and play the models that they liked the most, but maybe didn't pay attention to any of the strategy elements of the game, uh, managed to put suboptimal teams on the table and uh, not execute a game plan that wasn't just punching and fighting. And uh, so game balance isn't necessarily the same thing as a matchup balance. And uh, I think that uh, so far as game balance and crisis protocol is concerned is that we have a pretty even playing field so long as both players are playing the same style of crisis protocol. I got 28 seconds left, but I'll yield the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Hybrid, do you have anything you want to rebuttal with that? Uh, I, I agree for the most part with what Sam's saying. I think the game, like everyone has their different toys. Um, like you, you can look at like two very different three threads, like a Valkyrie and Luke Cage. One is objectively better at doing damage and one is ob objectively better at not dying. Um, but they are both still like they're, they're pieces, right? They are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're integral to the way that team is played and they do different things, which is a good thing. We have variants in this game. Um, I think that, Besides, like, a few characters who I think are on the lower end of things, I'm not going to name names because, you know, I don't want to say, like, this character is bad. Um, but there are certain characters who there are certainly better options, and there's always going to be a worst option in this game. Uh, even though, again, innovation is key. You can make those things work. But, yeah, I, uh, I think the game is more balanced right now than it has been pretty much ever. There's less abusable stuff. And I'm, I'm talking pre-shield i'm gonna throw some shade at all you <laughs> shield players um i think the game like pre-grunts and even i don't know whatever grunts included everyone has their own tools or their own toys like all the affiliations are really getting fleshed out the ones that exist right now uh besides black order because i don't know maybe maybe we're waiting on that next black order pack but everyone has a really a decent like toolbox there are a bunch of different things you can build and there are different ways that you can build every team and I don't think there's a single affiliation that really like just straight up loses to any other affiliation. I think there are enough tools and there are enough ways to make things work that you can pretty much play anything and be, you know, quote unquote competitive or whatever, right? Like you can you can make stuff work. There's enough tools in this game that you can do what you want to do. I think balance is in a really good spot right now. And I'd say uh, I'm more concerned with buffing certain characters than I'm with nerfing them or with nerfing others. I think you know, we should be bringing each other up, right? Type of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess my turn. Um, I actually did homework on this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and probably use a bit more time because I'm going to copy and paste this link real quick. So give me. Oh, your, uh, your balance article? Yeah. Boom. That was an interesting read. Yeah. So um, I found this article when I was looking up game balance and I thought it came up a lot of very interesting points. Um, 
so first I want to define balance because like how he how I forgot to read read who wrote it, but the tangible day. Um, I don't know who the actual writer was. I can pull it up actually. Um, and be professional here. <laughs> uh, give me come one second. Um, well, it doesn't. It's not. It's just tangible day. Okay, cool. Um, I don't see a name other than tangible day. So the tangible day wrote this and uh, I'm going to put what they've put for like their definition of balance. And it is a state of equilibrium or equipose equal distribution of weight, amount, etc. according to the dictionary. And it's talking about how this applies to wargaming and what is balance in terms of wargaming. And um, they bring up a lot of really good, interesting points. And one of the biggest things that kind of struck home with me is if a game is perfectly balanced, Oh, I had it queued up too. If if a game is perfectly balanced, perfectly balanced, <laughs> as all things should be, then like what what enjoyment are you actually getting out of the game? Because like one like chess is commonly referred to as one of the most balanced like miniature games because you have every each person has exact same number of pieces and it's down to each player's personal skill. Um, and so that's where you get the unbalance from is you get that person's skill. This is coming to a point I have later. Uh, <laughs> Might be a little long-winded here on this one. I, I'm bad with time. I make this time <laughs> constraint on myself, and I'm terrible about it. Anyways, so what what he goes on to talk about in the article, though, is if a game is perfectly balanced, where's the fun? Um, where's those cool interactions that you're going to have? And you see AMG say this a lot about the game, is they want a game where people are going to have fun. They're going to have these fun interactions, like, oh, my God, did you see what Hulk did? He just totally just destroyed the entire team in one activation. It was so cool and so thematic. Like they wanted to make a thematic game, and that's why we were all playing this game is because we want to have these thematic sequences. We don't want to just sit there and roll dice and just like who makes the first mistake and who who uh, like is going to be losing or winning because my list is better than your list. Um, this, this brought up like talking about like this episode with uh, Finger Guns and Hyper Viper brought up a lot of interesting thoughts, and one of the biggest things that I've been kind of thinking is maybe the balance of a game shouldn't be focused upon like understanding the characters and the list and how these things go, but understanding how people and psychology works, because it comes down to what are the actual unknown variables in the game? Everybody knows what X character does or Y character does, but like we don't know the outcome of dice and we don't know the outcome of what the pilot is going to be doing. So these are the two unknown variables that we have in this game is the pilot and the dice. So if we can understand that and wrap our heads around it and we look at the game as a whole, then I would say the game is balanced and it's what the players are doing with these balanced characters that makes it seem unbalanced or unfair uh, because those are the unknown variables that you can't control. Like, that's really what it is. Yeah, I see what you're saying a lot, actually. Um, and I, I did pierce through that article myself, but the... I think when people talk about unbalanced characters, they're talking about things that they either like don't want the tech deck tech against or just don't really or just have not, I suppose. <clears throat> like uh, and then there's also the example like Dr. Voodoo, who we'll talk about later. He's, you know, obviously a very powerful model, but if he rolls five blanks, he's not gonna do all that much. Yeah. Like everything has that. And that's why I, I kinda love that dicer in this game, even though like there is something to be said for a diceless game. The dice introduce an aspect of this that's completely out of either player's control. Mm -hmm. Bless you. 
Sorry, I tried to mute in time. <laughs> I, it's, I was like, did he see us? Yeah, no, it's uh, it was super windy yesterday, so my allergies are killing me. Oh, I, I completely get that. It's been super pawny here, but uh, yeah, yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you can do like this happened to me in my TTS game actually. I, I didn't play super safe, and I was like, oh, I have black cat. I'm gonna do a turn one steal, uh, and then rogue walked up, charged, and one shot her. Like that could just happen. Yeah. It it does just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like things can be overpowered. You can have these overpowered interactions, or these powerful interactions is what I'll say. Um, but that doesn't doesn't guarantee you a win. Like I, I've heard people say, like, oh, if I get my secures, I just win the game, and that's just not true. Um, you can never like the game is never over on turn zero. You can never really predict what another person's gonna do. You can never predict how the dice are gonna go. You can never, or you should never just assume that you have a better game plan or that you're a better player than the other person. You really, like, if you ever get into that headspace, you're handicapping yourself. Yeah. Like, you are closing yourself off from possibility by assuming you know what's going to happen. So then when it goes awry, you have to pivot instead of just being ready to pivot all the time. Yeah, that's that's the that's the crux of this game, is that the constant pivoting. There's, there's mm-hmm. never a plan that... that stays in place after we roll dice either these dice are crazy because you've got all these averages that you can think about and you can be like oh i've got the average i'm going to average three hits on this right i've got you know six dice here i should get three hits he's going to roll two or three blocks on his you know four four defense dice but that's not always how it goes the the dice in this game are a great equalizer whether it's uh, rolling for an alien core or flipping a spider portal or you know rogue sending six damage into Thanos that you didn't expect. You're like, wow, that was a, uh, that was a lot more damage than I expected to take on this. Yeah. Yeah. If you plug those numbers into like a calculator, you'll see like, Oh, it's like a 1% chance for X character to do seven damage. <laughs> I see rolls like that, like probably once or twice a game. Right. That just happens. That's a 1% chance, but that will also, that will happen. Right. Yeah. It's well, I just, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it just feels like it's so rare to get average dice in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my Thanos rolls average dice, and everyone else does not. <laughs> so uh, I was just gonna like say like to to bring it back to the whole unknown variables portion of it. Like, would you guys agree that those two unknown variables is what is actually making the game balanced? I don't know. Like, that's definitely an aspect of it, but I also think. For the most part, like there are certainly some outliers on both sides of the uh, the up and down of the curve, mm-hmm. but I think the game overall is like pretty balanced, yeah. and that definitely is also, and like like I was just saying, the aspect of uh, player skill or not player skill, but like individuality, we'll say, yeah. we'll call it that. I think that's super important to game balance, but I also think like there are so many toys that you can play with, and everyone <laughs> brings something to the table. Mm-hmm. That the game is in a pretty good state of balance. And I would completely agree with that because it's like I could be playing X Force, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like it's. But like, in all seriousness, like talk about the characters that I bring. Like I got Sabretooth, I got Ronin. Like you talk about like six months ago, like somebody would be like, "Why are you playing this list?" And I, like, I don't think you have to go back six months. I'm pretty sure you can find somebody <laughs> to be like, "Why are you they, playing this stuff now?" <laughs> People hardcore sleep on Ronan. If he sticks his wilds, he's great. There's a lot of models like, like that. Just, right? they're, they're just they're so much better when you can get the the dice variants that you need with them. Which 
comes to Cable's leadership actually being decent. Like, <laughs> yep, the re-roll. Like, if you, it, it comes to like turning it around and like baking that balance into your list. So if you feel like the game is unbalanced, maybe it's because your list construction is missing something. And that's where that I agree. innovation is key comes from is it's if you're being innovative with your list instead of just taking what like we say is this is op or this is broken let me jam all the stuff into a list you're gonna be missing something because like yeah. i think i think the key like the key the key is innovation <laughs> um but like a good list is about like not, i wouldn't say plugging holes necessarily but it's just i had a word for it i lost it it was really good too um but <laughs> It's, it just comes down to like like again I, I, I'm gonna say it again the uh, innovation ski like it makes a well-rounded list that makes you think about it and then you're gonna know your roster better than anybody else because you're throwing stuff in there that people either don't play or didn't think about playing the way that you're doing it I think net decking or net listing for those of you who don't know is basically taking lists that everybody is using or publishing and then just taking a clone of that list and then running it isn't as good as like you taking a clone and then making it your own by adding certain things to it that you want to play with, because you're going to know that list better than anybody else. And that's where I think this whole um, unknown variable of the pilot comes into play is I'm going to come in here and I'm going to say, Hey, toad is good. And I'm going to use toad this way. And the person looks at my list and say, I have no idea what toad is doing in this list. And that creates <laughs> that creates that unknown variable that is bringing that balance back down when somebody's playing, say, a character that people say is bad or broken, like Voodoo. Um, like that's how you bring that stuff back down. Down is you bring that innovation to it and think and bring that cool stuff to the game. And the next, you know, people are asking you, like, "Wow, how did you think of that? Like, what made you think of this?" And it brings conversation to it. And it's super fun. And then the next thing you know. You're talking about MCP for five hours with people. <laughs> uh, piggybacking off of that, the most fun I had list building recently, uh, well, not entirely true. I was, I was building X-Force this week and that was pretty fun. But the most fun with a list that I've actually played um, was I was building a mono Black Order roster because a lot of folks will tell you that like, oh, Black Order is solved. You can use them as a splash. You just bring these three characters, these like three cards and you're fine. Uh, building a fully, like, you're always playing Black Order every single game. It was, oh my god! I could just—I had the whole Marvel Crisis Protocol library of stuff to pick, and I was like, okay, how does all of this work with my murder team, or like my control Thanos, whatever? How do I make this like this entire toolbox full of cool stuff that I own? How do I make the craziest Thanos team I can? Uh, I went to an event last Saturday. I didn't play Corvus a single time, and it was the most fun I've had playing Black Order, I think, ever. Yeah. Innovation doesn't stop after, you know, you first build a roster either. I think that innovation is something that it's almost like innovation and iteration are where yeah. you really start to see the rosters take shape and you can, you know, kind of mold those competitive advantages. And the, the more we get a lot of talk about, you know, people who put in a ton of reps with, you know, List X or, you know, with this character, I play, you know, like uh, Morgan Reed is a great example of this. This is someone who, you know, plays like 20,000 games a week. I don't know how anyone has enough time in their schedule to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, if the legends are true, this guy plays more MCP than anybody. And, you know, that's great. I'm not in that situation most of the time. I'm, you know, happy when I get three games a week. That's like, hey, I did it. I did. I got three whole games this week. 
but uh, you know, you go to a tournament, you got three to five games that day. And all of these are points where you get a chance to go back and be like, all right, what worked, what didn't, where do I, where do I, what can I put into this? Where were my holes? And uh, the more you get used to a roster and the more you can kind of read a, read the room or read a meta, you can be like, all right, this isn't, this isn't a strange Supreme week. This is a Ronin week for, for this guy. That's what we're going to slot in this week. We're going to surprise people with these, you know, surprise characters. And I've seen a lot of Hulk lately. So uh, let's get Ronin in here and see what he can do against that. I think a great example of that actually is if you look back to LVO where DeLuco played Friday and his list just did not perform how he expected it to because the meta wasn't what he was expecting. And then he used that Saturday, swapped his list as something different and completely crushed it. Um, that whole, I was, uh, I was there for that event and it was the same list both days. He just went from playing black order to playing nothing but web. Oh, I thought he changed something. Um, <laughs> he could change one gem or something. Like no, that. he, he had his list as a black order web warriors splash or the other way around. And we, I talked to him a couple times about that on the first day. He, he got rocked by blind obsession Zemo on the first day by someone who was playing mono Avengers with like cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a crazy game to watch. Zemo just did not die. And then the second day is like, I don't know why I'm playing Black Order. I'm getting diced up. I'm just going to play Web Warriors and control and win the game that way. And there's a great picture you can probably find somewhere in the LVO catalogs of all of his models sitting in a corner with all of the points. <laughs> so like Toad, Moon Knight, and Black Cat just chilling in a corner. Because uh, that's how he was winning. And it, it's a completely viable strategy. Yeah. Um. Oh, I just got a DM from you, Liz. He's asking for my roster. I'll get it to you, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I Deluca just pivoted hardcore into webs, and then, and I'm I'm not trying to throw any shade, but the Xavier Protocols article about him winning LVO had a picture of Thanos, and I'm like, this is not representative of how Deluca was playing. That's yeah, not the same. All right. Well, we want to move on to the next little bit here. We have. Um... Do you think there is a difference between something being broken and game balance, or are they inherent to each other? Sam. Ooh. <laughs> Throw you on the spot. <laughs> you have this I in mean, front of you. <laughs> I do. It's over. It's over here. It's not quite in front of me. I think that uh, y- y- yes, they're uh, they're they're both necessary. Like I think that right now, uh, something that I I, I mentioned to. Uh, some guys of mine locally was that I feel like black order is kind of a necessary evil right now. Like you might not want to play against black order. You might not enjoy the experience of it, but at the same time, if that's not there, then there would just number one, there'd just be another kill team that would be, you know, unfortunate to play against. It would, it just takes a different shape, but it, it also, by having a team that is that aggressive and that efficient at murder in this game, then it, it keeps some other predators in check. Some things like voodoo and black cat that maybe, you know, people like to complain about almost as much or, you know, and it also lets something like uh, Sam Wilson Avengers kind of rise to the top because they are so efficient in thwarting a black order game plan with the extra mm-hmm. movement and the healing and, and things like that. So I, I think that in a lot of ways we're dealing with a house of cards and the, the meta kind of helps define itself. And it is definitely shaped by, people who are making content for the game and players who are trying to either, you know, innovate or refine or, you know, we, we take things that we think are the best, but I mean, I think hyper said it earlier. You, you, you can't just play the game that you want to play without varying your strategy at all. If you've got one approach to this game, 
then uh, you're, you're not you're not giving it your all. You're you're you know doing the thing that you do, and that doesn't always work. I, I had a game on Sunday where I decided I wanted to play Magneto and Thanos on Mutant Madman. I kind of lost that game in turn zero because of that i just wanted to play the models i wanted to play i didn't want to worry about you know i had a sweet five wide i could put on the table but that's not what i wanted to do i wanted to do this and so you know everybody falls prey to to that approach to fun so broken yeah i think we need some broken things from time to time i do appreciate that uh they they have managed to to rein a lot of that in with the banner restricted list that's been great like it's interesting to me how like you know to throw this way back uh drop off Proxima Corvus was in so many ways so much worse than anything Black Order has on the table now under the new rules and what they have going on. But I think that in a lot of ways, the Black Order rosters are better now than they were then because it's not just this one trick pony. Well, it's it also comes down to people understand it more. People understand mm. the game more is one thing, as well as understand the Black Order plays more, as well as how to play Corvus more effectively. Because before Corvus didn't, like Corvus has not changed. I mean, it's since Errata, but sure. But like before the Errata, even like Corvus had not changed since his release, yeah. and he had access to the Reality Gem. Um, like just people just finally figured it out. Like, it just took time. That, that refinement and um, innovation, you know, <laughs> innovation's yeah. key. I, I, I've said it for a while with Black Order, going going six wide against Black Order at just about every point value that you can does a lot to to lessen the damage that they can do. But usually that means you're leaving the models that got you into crisis protocol behind. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't all love twos and threes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hyper, you got anything you want to add to it? Yeah, um, we kind of just got into a Black Order thing because, like, I guess broken is equated with them yeah. sometimes. But I think there's a lot of broken stuff in this game. Like, there's a lot. Like, we've talked about Voodoo and Black Cat, and uh, I'm of the opinion that I'd rather someone stomp me into the dirt than just run away with all the points and I can't do anything about it. That's just the way I think about this game. I'd rather lose a fight than feel like I never had a chance. If that tracks, um, but also like. I don't think something has to be broken for game balance to exist. I think I'm a big, I've never played this game uh, and I never plan on it because I'm not really a big MOBA guy, but I, I hear the phrase Dota balancing thrown around all the time where if everything's broken, nothing is, right? And I love that. It's like, okay, so yeah, we can have a million different broken things. Like, again, I'm going to throw some shade at you, Shield players. Uh, you, you and I both know that Fury's grunts are stupid. Yes. Um, if you want to play them, that's cool, but don't try and come at me saying oh no they're balanced they are not we both know this we don't need to argue about this they are nonsense um and because that they exist if we see a world where they nerf the absolute hell out of black order and grunts keep on coming into the game i that doesn't sound like a meta that i want to play um so it's like yeah Black Order is scary and murdery, and like having Corvus one shot a model never feels good. But like Sam was saying, man, I've I think I've beaten like wide guardians like two or three times ever, and I've played against them a lot with Black Order. And this isn't just playing Corvus Proxima, this is playing like my weird wide Black Order or whatever. There are definitely other lists that can deal with it. Putting Thanos on the table is yeah, you get this big scary control model who turns all your other models into murder machines. That is 100% true. He has a really cool leadership that gives you extra VPs. 100% true. However, he is not immortal. You can still kill him. Uh, that's why I run Medpack and Patchup. 
Fair. Fair. So I guess to answer the question then, you guys would say that um, there almost needs to be broken characters in a game to create this state of balance we all enjoy? I think broken things are just inherently fun to play. Like if you <laughs> feel like you have options and you're powerful, that's cool, right? Yeah. Um, and that that's something that I'm chasing. I like to feel like even if my opponent also has powerful things and they feel cool, that's great. I want us both to feel that way. Then we're both having fun. I love everyone feeling like they have cool tools on the table and they can play whatever they want to play or they they can play something that has crazy tech that I might not know about or might not have an answer to. Or even if I do, I don't know. I like the Dragon Ball Z fight, man, where they're both <laughs> punching each other and going really fast. I mean, it, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier to where, like AMG says, they want to create those cool thematic, like cinematic actions within this game. And that's how you get it is having characters that can do crazy stuff. Like Thanos you, with the old time gym, just pulling up three activations and completely running a table <laughs> for a round or three rounds in a row. <laughs> uh, but it's like, like, like that, that that comes to a line, but they they, they also rein rein back in a lot of those things that are just completely egregious. Um, like yeah, a lot of these characters can still do some pretty crazy things, but it's also like super thematic to the character. Like it's not like it's like Thanos. Like when I think of Thanos, I think of somebody who should be pulling off some crazy shit. Like it shouldn't. Like oh yeah, Thanos shouldn't feel comparable to Hulk in my opinion. Um, even though they're both baseline six threat. Granted, Thanos is eight threat could have taken two gems but like thanos should feel more powerful than hulk when you're playing him on the table that's just how it should be because it's it's thanos he's one of the big bads so that's just kind of like my thoughts with it um and it just it's, it's kind of interesting just to talk about because it's it's like we're almost praising the characters being broken because it creates those fun situations like granted, like we're... I mean, like we're playing a superhero yeah. game. If my characters can't throw buildings at each other and do crazy stuff, why don't I just play a different game? Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question then for both of you that this is kind of spurring in my head right now. What do we do then with these types of scenarios? Like if I have Thanos being OP, let's just bring in Voodoo Black Cat as well. So Black Cat Voodoo and Thanos, I think, are highly regarded amongst the community as some of the most OP characters in the game currently. Um, is there another one, or do you guys agree with the, those top three? I don't think Thanos is broken. I think the community <laughs> regards him as broken, but I don't think he's broken. So we'll we'll, we'll go with what we think the that community note. says here. So yeah, <laughs> um, that that caveat's important to state. But yes, those three characters are the most talked about. I agree. Okay. So if I have these three characters that are highly considered as the most broken, like what what do we do about it? Do we complain? Do we say these need to be fixed? We sit and talk on the internet about our recommendations for how to fix these characters. Um, which I know we, we all do. We're all part of those conversations. Like, I'm not going to say I, I'm not a part of these conversations, but like, let's, let's talk about like actual positive, like what can we do as members of a community with this game to make this a positive experience instead of like, just trying to like shove it in a corner and change it. Something that I try to do when that conversation gets brought up is I try and discuss counterplay options yeah. that people have um, because that it's very easy to kind of echo chamber and just sit around in a circle and talk about, oh, yeah, like Voodoo's broken, right? Uh, well, Mission Objective is really good against him. You just need to have characters that are close. So if he, unless he pops off and deals like eight damage to someone who has a million power and can possess both of them, that objective is probably going to stay on your side of the table. Um, his possessions, like probably the thing that gets talked about the most. I've seen a lot of 
like people talking about like oh we can change this we can change this we can change this uh and yeah you can do that but i think like talking about ways to counter it in the current world because there's nothing in this game that does not have an answer so just sharing the knowledge or the the thought patterns that you have on how to beat something are really important um my answer for all three of these characters right now is loki um (laughs) yeah (laughs) not to put too like broad a point on it but like loki kind of wrecks all of their game plans so uh loki is the new busted character that's that's what we're getting now If, Loki has always been the busted but character. Nobody, People nobody, just don't nobody like talks about him though that way. Nobody talks I don't about get Loki it. that he is the most OP character in the game, even though he ruins so many game plans. But he, but he's he literally like because you don't notice. There's you don't no notice one, him ruining there's the game no plan. turn one play in the game that survives a Loki. There's no like there's not a single like big like quote unquote like not even game winning but like a big like turn the table on its head interaction in the game that Loki doesn't just say no. Yeah. Like possession, black cat steal, Thanos death decree, like these top three talked about abilities, Loki can just say, like you said, he just says no. It's almost as good. It's almost as good as or no more mutants. Granted, it's not as good. I agree because that just stops it. But the thing is, he can do it every single turn if he has the power. He does it passively. Yeah, oh, passively. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, no, I, I think like those characters, sorry to interrupt you, but um, I think Scarlet Witch, Ebony Maw, and Loki are all probably the three most underplayed characters in the game um, because when you see them in a game, from the start of the game, you know there's going to be a point in the game that they just completely destroy your game plan and you have to try and plan around that. So that, that, that brings up a good point, though, in coming back to, I'm going to say it again, innovation is key. <laughs> uh, we, we look at these characters oh, yeah. that people aren't taking, and they're literally pretty much the counter meta, and nobody's really playing them, or they're not jamming them as much as like I would say they should be. Like I agree, Loki's super good, and should be played way more, which is super good, but should be played more. But does it come to people just don't think that they fit in the rosters they're playing, or they don't fit their play style? Or like, why why aren't people playing these characters that are actually countering what people are considering to be the most OP characters? Like, why would you not bring these three characters if we're like you're saying that they are the one counter? Yeah, it doesn't always fit. It's not always what I want to play. I mean, I I personally, I've always been surprised when I've met someone who's been like, "Is Ebony Maw in this game?" I really like Ebony Maw. I'm like. Okay, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> here you go. Let's let's do this. But it, I mean, it's a neat character, but it was never on like the the top of my list of characters that I was like, man, I really hope that guy's in the game. I, I think that that's that's part of it. I think that you, you have to go back to to brewing, and yeah. I think again with this kind of a game, you want to play what you want to play. People want to play the characters that they like. They want to play the things that give them nostalgia or feels or, you know, a sense of power because you're like, hey, this is like this is a really good model. I just want to play with this. I mean, I put in some reps with Scarlet Witch early because I was like, wow, she's really good. And uh, but, it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a, a tremendous tie to the character. So it's not someone that I'm trying to put into lists unless I feel like she fits. So I think that in a lot of those cases, it has more to do with characters playing who they like. Uh, or what they think is good, or what someone else told them is good. So, I mean, I can't say you heard it here first, but <laughs> <laughs> Loki, <laughs> Loki for sure. Scarlet Witch, Ebony Maw, yeah. That those uh, the, the cancel abilities powers are really really strong, especially when the game is hinging on things like a, a big extract drop. 
to uh to put it in magic terms think of it this way you and your opponent both have five cards and you have them the entire game one of your cards is a counter spell so you just you don't have to draw it you don't need to be worried about oh i might not have access to that you just have a counter spell hanging over their head for the entire game mm-hmm. No, it's, it's it's so good. And, you know, to kind of counterpoint this, you know, to flip it a little bit on its head, uh, Voodoo and Black Cat have the ability to take an extract or make someone drop all of their extracts. I mean, Miles does it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I've two of the games that I've lost most recently. Uh, Hulk has wound up with far too many or <laughs> just carrying around points all around the table. And there was literally nothing I could do about it because it happened late in the game. And I had taken the I'm going to try and ignore Hulk early approach. And so uh, I don't think that you can really pivot into that into the in, in the end game. You can't just suddenly lay into Hulk and think that you're going to burn him down. It doesn't really work yeah. that way. Right. And uh, that means that if he if he survives the final two turns of the game and he's carrying four hammers or he's got the Kree core like that, that can just end the game in, a, in, a, in an otherwise very close match. I don't think anyone's saying that Black Cat and Voodoo should be removed. Yeah. I just think they they get frustrated that those characters currently have a very uh, easy time doing what they want to yeah. do, which is stealing stuff. So I want to I want to pivot back, you know, to a, a circle, something that was in the beginning here, where I, I mentioned that the pilots being an unknown variable to the game, um, and how I think it shapes the balance of the game, and we look at what people are bringing for their crises. Like, tell me, tell me what people bring for their crises. Like, what are the top three scenarios? Like, it's Krikor. Um, uh, yeah, it's probably Krikor and scrolls, right? Yeah, Krikor, yeah. scrolls, and hammers. I think those are the top three. I don't have any stats pulled up, but we look at people are making these decisions, and if these weren't the top three, and we had a more even spread of scenarios across the board. I don't think Black Hat and Voodoo would be considered as op because you wouldn't see that interaction as often i mean those uh those scenarios are also like the especially the rng like singles yeah. the creek and scroll they're picked as uh attrition pivots so it's like if you pick it up i'll just kill you uh there's only one thing on the board you can't run away with points they're low scoring type mm-hmm. of thing um yeah i i also I'm kind of of the opinion that, like, yes, Voodoo, because Voodoo could also fight, but Black Cat can be kind of bad on those scenarios if you don't have, like, a fighty team. Because, sure, you can steal the thing if they happen to pick it up, um, but then you also have to survive with Black Cat while they're, you know, they have a bunch of fighty stuff. Yeah. Um, it just it brings up something that I think where the game might go to within the next little bit with Fury coming out and people being really burnt out on the Voodoo and Black Cat. People are now going to start playing cubes spiders hammer still and then fury's gonna feel op because of what he can do on these situations everyone who thinks thanos is op or whatever and hates <laughs> thanos um in, when fury is the god of this game you're all gonna bow down <laughs> and you're gonna regret ever talking smack on my man absolutely yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it looks like uh, uh, there's a fun comment in the chat here from Greyjack. Yeah. MCP's got a lot of good counterplay right now. People like to copy what's successful, and uh, I think that that that's that's a really true statement. Like that, those are true facts right there. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, just as it's like human nature, we uh, we we tend 
to when, when we agree with something, it, it, it locks in. Like I can't count the number of times that I have uh, seen a list that I like and kind of tried to build like my own take on something like that. And then before I know it, I've made all the same decisions that brought me you know, to the same roster that I was actively trying not to just copy. I just wound up right where that person was. Or I've taken a list that I made and I've gone right back through and tried to you know, rebuild it to fill some hole. And I wind up right back in the same footprints that took me to where I was before. So I think that's uh, that is all something to... Yeah, I think it comes to. it comes down to like I think I want to say it's um like just human psychology to want to emulate success. You see success mm-hmm. and you want to clone it because it's successful. Why would you not want to clone it? Like that's kind of just how human like that's how we think. <laughs> um I, I also like what he says though, or or she, I don't know. Um talked about how hopeless crew can look beyond the low hanging fruit and find interesting counterplay to what's hot right now. And, and that's kind of like what we're like talking about though, is like, we're trying to talk about like just balance in general. It's just, these are probably the most talked about characters in the game currently. Um, and it's just talk about like, there's ways around playing it or playing against it, playing with it. Like, just, like I guess my biggest, my biggest point is to beat voodoo. You don't have to play voodoo. You don't have to play Black Hat to beat Black Hat, and you don't have to play Thanos to beat Thanos. Um, like I think those are what, what misnomers. Is that what you would call that? Um, basically, just I think I think yeah, like the the counter to the counter yeah. is not always the counter to make it really complicated. Yeah. I've had great luck with Rocket into Voodoo. That range five energy attack. I mean, they're just rolling dice at each other at that point. And uh, the offensive dice are a little bit better than than defensive dice. And if you're running Rocket and Guardians, you've got access to winging it. So you've got, you know, in theory, one of those shots should be pretty good into Voodoo. And I think uh, I'm, Hyper Viper put out a video or, uh, you know, did a, a stream a couple weeks ago that was about, you know, hey, like when you see these characters, this is a great way to approach them. I mean, uh, Great Jack, if you're still paying attention, uh, maybe check out Hyper Viper's Twitch. He's, he's got a really interesting video that's uh, up there from a couple weeks back where he, he talks. It's on my uh, YouTube on as YouTube well. It should be there forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I think that that's the kind of strategy that that's also important is like, you know, like, Hey, this is a priority character, but you don't just, you don't want to go after them unless you can do something about it. Like just powering them up is not the answer. There was something that I was saying a while ago. Um, Cause somebody was asking me like, what is the counter to voodoo? And my answer to them was Damn don't it. do what he wants you to do. Like, like mm-hmm. don't give him what he wants. It's the same thing with every character though. Like that's how you yeah. should be looking at the characters. What does this character want me to do? Okay, well, I'm going to do the opposite of that. Like Corvus, what do I do against Corvus? Well, I'm not going to attack him right before he has his activation. Like <laughs> that's a suicide. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it can go to anything though. Like, like X 23, what am I going to do against X 23? Well, I'm not going to go stand within three of her when she's sitting on six power. Cause then I know she's going to murder me and chain link everything. So you get it comes down to understanding what these characters do, and then not doing what they want you to do, or at least avoiding it um, the best you can, because you can't always avoid it. Like people are gonna do crazy things. Like I'm gonna go and shield mobile a Hulk and put him on your back, herb vessel. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. so much fun. Speaking of um, like like counters, like specific counters, I think a good general counter to a lot of stuff in the meta right now is shock. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if if they're running an attrition team and you have the ability to put shock on somebody. You should probably bring that character. Uh, even Thor. Thor is like one of the characters that I think is on the lower end of the the balanced totem pole. I think Thor could use some love, but Thor also has auto shock. Um, I have never bullied Corvus harder than playing Thor and just shocking him and throwing him to a corner and laughing. 
Oh yeah. One of my you know, MCP highlight moments was a, a Thor, Thor and Loki on Corvus and Proxima off in one corner of the board and uh, the shock on, it, it was shock and then a stagger and a throw on, on Corvus to kind of close out that game. And it, it you have to control Corvus and I, mm-hmm. shock is, a, a, there's not a whole lot of models with shock. So I think that if, I agree, if you've got somebody with shock, you should uh, put them in the, the team against Corvus. Yeah. yeah. The other thing about like the a lot of or, or some of the things that get complained about with Black Order is like they are you know usually like three very powerful models. That means you only have three targets. So if you can control those three targets, they literally aren't going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, Storm in the House. I think X Men's on the rise. I I would not be surprised <laughs> if <laughs> X Men storms in here. Haha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like X Men got something. I don't know if it's just the right people playing X Men, but I mean, the most of the people who are playing X Men have been playing them for a long time. Um, but it like this is probably just X twenty three and Rogue um, and Honey Badger adding some versatility to the team as far as like efficient characters and the point values for threat. Um, yeah, but but X Men are definitely on the rise, and they bring a lot of really good counterplay to a lot of the scary themes, and they play the scenarios that the scary themes don't want to see um like mm-hmm, yeah. that, that kind of comes back to the thing like you know innovation is key i'm gonna keep plugging it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think that's like the secret to the game though is like yes you can net you can net deck or net list whatever you want to call it and you can totally like take other people's lists and then make it your own but there's nothing more satisfying than being uh, and for lack of better terms being shit on for x-force for over a year and then <laughs> like getting messages from people saying like, wow, I, I, I took what you said about X-Force and I took it to an event and I won like three out of zero. I, I, I went three, you know, um, like there's nothing more satisfying than seeing that people like, 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 wow, like, like what you're saying about X-Force, like, cool. Like this, like, it's, it's like, it's working. And like, but you gotta think about it. Like it took me over a year to find like, like true success with X-Force. Um, and like actually getting the consistent results with them. And like, that's probably my biggest hint of advice when it comes, I don't know how we ended up on here from game balance, but, <laughs> but, 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 but it, it comes down to just, just not, not giving up, you know, like keep sticking to it. Like, and then find those weird interactions. Oh, here we go. Here's a tie in. Uh, <laughs> keep finding those weird interactions and that innovation. That's key. And, um, there we go. There the we balance. go. <laughs> bring the balance to the game with what you're bringing in your list, like your sideboard. People talk about how your tactics and your crises are almost a sideboard to what characters people are playing. Um, so, like, think about it, and the counter is really in front of you the entire time. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. all right. Uh, I guess we can hit tactic cards real quick because uh, we're we're on a roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you guys do you guys see anything crazy about tactics cards? Like I think the banner restricted really just cleans up the tactics card balance the best it can. Um and I think that AMG does a fine job because they can't just release a new banner restricted every single month. Like they gotta let it run its course, they gotta see how it plays, they gotta see all these things that come out. Yeah. Um there's a lot of people that say field dressing should be banned or restrict or it's restricted. They say that field dressing no. should be banned. I, I actually disagree with this. I think it's almost That's necessary silly. in a lot of situations. Um so that's, that's just kind of how I feel about it. But I think Texas cards, I think they're fine. I think AMG does a great job with the banner restricted list by not overdoing it. Because who wants to 
get a bunch of cards and then be told you can't play with that toy. Um, nobody likes that. So I think tactic no. card balance is fine in the game. And I think the more casual a player is, the the less responsive they are to that kind of an adjustment. Like if you're not paying all that much attention to uh, to this game, if you're you know if your only interaction with the larger community is on Facebook and you know maybe a regional event from time to time, you want to be able to just grab whatever you've got in your your box or your binder or your bag and just go down to the store and and play that stuff. You don't want to have to get there and find out that uh, you can't play your drop off all you've got hmm. and uh you know make something happen I, I think that uh one of the things that we talked about internally here was you know the 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 negative play experience label gets thrown around so quickly and easily a lot of times that i mean nobody likes to lose but not every time you lose like when, when you lose it doesn't make what you played against an npe it's a it's a much you know <laughs> bigger thing than that and uh, I, I think that by giving things time to kind of, you know, resolve or, or prove themselves, I think six months to a year is, is a good amount of time for that. And uh, especially with, except for this, you know, kind of lag that we're having right now, uh, for the most part, the game and its release cycle have been very, very, very quick. And so metas haven't really established themselves and solidified. So if we're talking about, you know, just team tactics cards and the banner restricted list, I think that we need to give things a cycle or two so that you have a chance to, to play with it, to play against it and try to brew something up. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in this community about competitive and competitive play or competitive mindset. And, you know, that holds some water to some extent, but it's also, you got to want to play a different game than just bringing all the busted stuff all the time. Like uh, one of the things that my, you know, that Fred and I came across was that we kind of just stopped running all you've got at one point. It was just like, it wasn't even a gentleman's agreement. We just got tired of every game being a race to who could get the bigger, better all you've got off. And we wanted to explore other things. So should field dressing be banned? No, I don't think so. But it does get increasingly more powerful the wider your list is. Yeah. There you go. Drop. Yeah, people confuse me sometimes. It's like, well, I'll hear things about how Black Order is overpowered and needs to be nerfed. And then I'll also hear that field dressing needs to be banned. I'm like, field dressing is one of the best things that you can do against Black Order. <laughs> Just having that card, it means that like... Yeah. One of their big activations is semi undone because yeah. uh, you you know against that team it is very often I have full health or I have none unless you're playing my boy Luke Cage, <laughs> in which case you just survive forever and laugh. Um, but I've completely lost track of my thoughts. What are we talking about? Um, tactics card balance. I would say tactics cards are in a great spot right now. It's, and like I think the banner restricted list is pretty comprehensive. I think it has a lot of the stuff because if you don't have the banner restricted list. Then we have like what was happening before that came out where everyone's just playing Modoc with field dressing, uh, patch up and, uh, field or med pack patch up and field dressing. And they just die and come right back. And then, you know, you had like one actual tactics card slot to play and it would just be all the cards that would then be restricted. Um, but I, and as much as I want to say that I think tactics cards are all restricted or are all fine. Um, shield exists. <laughs> so they kind of have a lot of and I know they're new and I haven't played them so I don't want to go too hard on them but a lot of their cards remind me of cards that we've seen before that have been eroded for reasons that are still currently present on the shield card 
like a dash card, the old uh, cookie list. He had um, a setup where he'd just pick up extracts and then rainbow bridge away, and it was really strong. Uh, it was just a runaway control list that scored out. Um, well, it's kind of shield mobile. It's kind of their teleport too, <laughs> right? Like it, it doesn't say that you can't be holding an extract, so they just have an ability that's in like a pre-nerf state yeah. or a pre-errata state. Uh, otherwise, I think tactic cards are pretty on the money. Well, what about the fact that Fury and the Shield Grunts is essentially hired Muscle 2.0 on more extracts? That is what I was talking about earlier when I said that I think Fury and the Grunts are like actually not. I don't want. I hate saying things are like evil yeah. or like not healthy for the game, but it's and or like we were just talking about it, uh, Sam. How we don't like just calling things at NPE. But when someone like has priority and they grab three cubes and then you take out one of their characters and they drop the cubes towards the rest of their team, there's no situation where that feels good. Yeah. But then it comes across to like bringing that challenge to everybody of like, well, let's figure it out. What do we need to do? Like, and this this is what people end up doing is they they come together and start talking about like, okay, so Fury can do this. He can grab three hammers round one. What do I do? Well, um, what about Angelo? Then all of a sudden the next thing is Angelo is now counter meta because Fury is everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. uh, coming back to, um, what was it? Gray Jack? Yeah. What Gray Jack was saying was being able to go over those type of situations of like talking about like the new things or old things or anything like that. And everything in between, like a lot of it just comes down to, like just looking at what the character does. <laughs> I'm repeating myself again now, apparently. Um, but like looking at what the character does and just not falling prey to what they, they want you to do. Um, like Fury, what does he want you to do? He wants you to attack his grunt. And if the Fury player mm-hmm. is playing the Fury game, they have a plan built around you attacking the grunt. So what do you do? Well, what does Fury not want you to do? Well, he doesn't want you to like, what do what you're not he's not gonna expect double move Sabretooth onto his home point and take his hammer before he grabs it like like what there we what's go. he gonna do now like go after Sabretooth probably uh, <laughs> but, but, and then Sabretooth <laughs> hammer's gonna smack him back yeah I like that but but yeah like, like that's, that's it's, it's something like something like that is like like let's start, let's try doing something that like my opponent isn't gonna expect me to do like if I was playing shield and somebody had Sabretooth and they double ran Sabretooth and grabbed like my home hammer and just completely upset my complete plan. Like, cause I'm sitting there thinking I'm getting, I'm about to get three hammers. Well, Sabretooth just grabbed my home hammer and all I have left are three threes on my home line. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to attack Sabretooth. Oh, well, Sabretooth just one shot of three threat because that's what he does. Um, yep. Yeah. With six, six uh, dice on it too. Yeah. Uh, like it's, uh, you gotta think about stuff like that is like, what does your opponent not want you to do? And then just do that. that that's, that's kind of how I see things. Like what does Thanos not? Yeah, want I uh, you? I agree. Thanos doesn't want you to move Thanos. <laughs> like, like everybody's so worried about Corvus and like controlling Corvus and where his location is. We'll just move Thanos farther away from Corvus so he can't use the space gem on Corvus or can't use Cosmic Portal or you know just throw everything into Thanos and daze him so he loses Cosmic Portal. Um, like do what the character doesn't want you to do and then you're sitting off a lot better. I don't think Fury's too terribly scary just because of like, you look at the rest of the affiliation, not necessarily the affiliation, but the quad squad, the squad construction of what you're coming with. And I, I can see some people going tall, some people going narrow, but I think like where shields game plan is and lies is in the wide list with a bunch of threes, because they're going to be trying to hammer on that extract advantage that they're getting. And they get that in that situation. 
So what do you do? You rob them of the one X crack that they actually think they're going to get. And now they have to scramble because you're throwing them on their back foot. Mm. And that's, that's kind of where my head's at with it. I think that's kind of fun to think about too. Like running saber tooth and they're grabbing the hammer. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> um, Cause what, what, what are they going to do? They're going to throw a three thread into him and what's going to happen. Well, only dice can tell. So I've learned that I need to actually play a game against Duke. So I, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm enjoying Fury though. Fury is definitely fun. Um, I think people should definitely like take a look at him. I think understand what Shield is doing is going to be really big coming up. Because if you just if you don't understand the the Fury shenanigans, then you're going to be a little rough off. Um, so I guess my last question on balance is. What do you do when you feel something is unbalanced and broken in the game? And I think it's just what we're doing right here is we're like this whole fury discussion that we just had is we talk about it. Like that is what like the point of a podcast should be, in my opinion, or your local meta. Like, hey, like we got local game night Thursday night. Um, I want to see how Fury plays. I want to. I want to run into this bunch of time. Like, let, let's let's work how to fight against this Fury play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, and this is where a game is super social. Um, and to yeah. be completely honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about TTS real quick. Um, this is, in my opinion, like the lacking side of TTS is you play a game on TTS. It's you get into a lobby and you roll dice and then you say goodbye. Um, like, there's no social, <laughs> like, like, tell me I'm wrong. Like, tell me I am wrong. No, unless you're playing uh, people you know, it's that more often yeah. than not. Like maybe maybe you connect with somebody like over the course of the game, or you know you're yeah. like, oh man, I love that character because I read you know so and so's run on 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 their book, and it's like, oh yeah. And sometimes you can make those connections, but way more often than not, especially for actual just like the league games themselves, yeah. you're you're just in. Maybe you talk about the game and then you're out. And like what what made me think about this is I was watching um, House Party Protocol will play against uh, was it Ricky Boy? I guess we played this last week, and um, it made me somebody. think like. Yeah, somebody and like like it made me think like i was watching a game and like will's trying to like talk and like create a connection with the person he's playing against like i don't see anybody ever do that on tts it's always like okay i'm doing this okay your turn go like it's yeah like there's no social interaction and like maybe that is why the tts meta is like so almost i'd, I'd say the tts meta can be very egregious i think that's probably wise because there's no like there's no social like it's this is let me bash uh, I want to touch in. on that what, what what do you mean exactly by egregious uh the, the, i mean like in my opinion like the the whole voodoo and black hat was on tts like i don't know like four months ago I, i'd say the tts meta is typically like one to two months like almost ahead of where i see like facebook comments um mm-hmm. a lot of times so it's like hyper competitive yeah yeah okay I, I can agree you don't have that. to look anybody in the eye i mean i think the first game that the Hyper Viper and I played against each other. Like I was like specifically looking for a casual game because I wanted to play my uh, <laughs> last stand on Titan. Oh yeah, it was like two in the morning, and like you were trying to put your kid to bed, yeah. and I played like Spider Foes Thanos or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I I played an unaffiliated squad that was uh, just all the characters that were in the the last stand on Titan. It was like that's what I wanted to play that night. I just wanted to have some fun. I tried to make it work. I tried to. I don't have know fun. why Carnage <laughs> was there, but it worked. <laughs> I, I had a foes list, and you were like, "I want to have everyone who was fighting on Titan." I was like, "Okay, I'll throw Thanos in here." I didn't have Thanos in the list, so I, I think like you can you can try to make those connections, but it does it takes both players. It's not like at the game. I mean, you can now you can also have that same experience at the game store. Like you can walk into your game store and throw down your models, and you'd be like, "Oop, all right, I guess we're just gonna be real quiet and 
<laughs> push our models around and roll some dice. But uh, to go back to the question, right? If something's unbroken, if I feel like something's unbalanced or maybe even broken, I want to play it, not to ram it down people's throat, but to, to start the conversation. And also that's how I learn how to beat stuff that I think is too strong. By, by playing it poorly, I usually figure out like what's wrong with them. Like, okay, like what situations does this model not want to be in? How do they respond when this, you know, when, when they're not where they want to be? Is there a place that you can corner them? Is there a way that you can isolate them? Like, how do you, how do you come and get what you want out of this model? How do you keep this model where they're not where they want to be? Yeah. Playing good stuff and losing is a fantastic way to learn how to mm -hmm. beat it. It's um oh I'm trying to remember where where it's from but it's like the whole like playing up so that way you can catch up like you play against somebody who you know is better than you so that way you can become better if you're looking for that competitive oh, yeah. aspect of the game if that's something that you want to do and you want to become competitive like find the greats like find Pat and play a game against Pat so that way you learn like you're like if you're playing the same person over and over and over and over and over again you're only learning one play style. Everybody plays the game different. Me, Sam, and Hyper could all be playing the exact same 10 characters, the same exact crises, and the same exact tactics cards. And our actions in the game are all going to be different. And <laughs> yeah. unknown player variable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's just like the more the more I think about it, the more like I feel like that point's just true and true and true. Like those are the only unknown variables in the game that you can't plan for. You can plan for Voodoo. You can plan for Black Hat. You can plan for Thanos. You can plan for Fury, but I, you can't plan what I'm going to do with Fury. Like, like that comes back to that what I was talking about like a couple minutes ago was like, what do I do into Fury? Well, I'm going to do what I don't want him. Like, I'm going to do into Fury what he doesn't want me to do into him because if he expects this, I'm going to do something completely out of the ordinary and run a character right into your front line and take the hammer that you thought you were going to get and get that extract advantage. Because now that you don't have an advantage, your game plan starts to fall apart because that's what you're built on is getting that advantage and your whole entire list is hinged around that point. You take away that linchpin and the whole it's, it's gone. Like you, you don't have a backup plan. Do you maybe? So. I don't know if we're playing on herbs. I'm pretty sure I know what your fury is doing. <laughs> Uh, I don't play. I don't play herbs. Actually, I think herbs is the, the least of the good plays. I actually I don't have any herb plays in any of my lists, yeah. but I do play herbs in almost all of my lists because I love that crisis. I, I despise herbs. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely in a despise herbs camp myself. That said, you know I, I'm not above scoring it. <laughs> but I, I think we've uh, we've this has got anything else you guys want to hit on game balance that we've kind of talked about it and then rambled away oh, yeah. a few times <laughs> i mean that's what we're supposed to do right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's etiquette you know, proper podcast etiquette is to say you're talking about game balance and the next thing you know you're talking about x-force um that is <laughs> podcasting, <laughs> podcasting, podcasting 101, 101. <laughs> all right so um right here is probably where we would typically talk about the new and shiny or our what, what do you call it the well-seasoned take <laughs> um yep, but yep. There's nothing that's come out lately, so we're just not going to bother with it. Everybody's heard about Shield. I'm not going to sit here and drone on and on with stuff you've already heard. Um, I guess we could say like what how Shield's impacting the game, and I think how Shield's impacting the game is going to be abusing the crisis selection um, that people are going to be towing towards because of how Black Hat and Voodoo have made people feel. Um, 
and then it's going to skyrocket Fury into being the next OP character because of the crisis selected. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, I think uh, picking extracts with priority is back on the menu, yeah. boys. Yeah, I think I want to play is... more Gamma. I want to get Gamma back <laughs> in my rosters. I think that's, I think that's a great play, actually. Um, yeah, I, would, I, I agree. I think Fury's impact on the game is going to be extracts being like what you want instead of secures. That is his biggest impact. At least for shield. Yeah. Uh, I agree. All right. Um, hobby corner. I don't, we need to get some more sound bites going so we can, cause you said you wanted the one for like, uh, these are all my themes. I couldn't find a one. I oh, behold my yeah. stuff. <laughs> I, I I couldn't find one. I really wanted to, but <laughs> um, so speaking of your stuff, Sam, uh, what do you have planned for this next week or so for your hobby time? I'm hobbying up Dormammu. I mean, by hobby, and I just mean painting. I haven't done anything special to him, but uh, except for painting him purple, he's gonna there be uh, gonna be purple. And I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try some OSL. I've never done any sort of OSL. I've never attempted it before, and uh, since. Dormammu is a, a big model. Sometimes the, the big models are easier to, to try new things on for me anyway. So I'm going to try some OSL for his uh, his purple. I want to try to get a kind of a blended look between the the traditional like comic book or, you know, box art Dormammu and the uh, little weirder looking MCU Dormammu. So that's my plan. Purple Dormammu. He's over right. there somewhere. So, somewhere. Uh, Hyper Viper, what are you planning on doing for your hobby time? So I um, I won an event and I got Mordo and Ancient One, so I'm going to put them together. Nice. I'm like, if you ask anyone who knows me in real life, they will talk about how I don't paint anything, <laughs> and that's true. I have a total of one finished <laughs> model at this point in time, and it's Star-Lord. So I'll get to that eventually. Um, but yeah, for the time being, I want to actually put those together. Um, and then maybe do some painting because i have a bunch of cool paint nice um i guess my hobby time um will be one figuring out how to make your volume a little bit louder (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm seeing that in the chat too sorry folks um yeah we we his volume ended up being a little bit quieter yesterday when we did the uh test run it worked great um i i thought you were like way louder yesterday i could have sworn you were anyways um I thought it was crazy when we first started, but that's, this is something we're gonna work on. First run, can't can't blame us. But uh, in all reality, reality, uh, in all reality, my hobby time is hopefully going to be painting up Fury. Um, so hopefully he gets here within the next week, and I can actually paint him. My dad, uh, I'm I'm expecting my dad to have gotten him for my birthday. So because uh, he asked me what I wanted and I said no Fury um, so I would assume <laughs> that was how Dormammu got so far down my queue he was he was for Christmas <laughs> so it says I'm getting a juggernaut this week for my birthday nice, as well. nice. so yeah I, I'm hoping to get Fury um, and get him painted up if not um, I'll probably end up doing oh what do I have over here it's Prime I got Rogue oh I could do Rogue I'll probably do Rogue this week nice so, I wanted to replace my uh, my rope guy with a Deadpool uh, the extra Deadpool torso, but uh, yeah, and then I didn't. So you should totally do that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think works. I have. I don't think I. I don't think I have my uh, extra Deadpool pieces. I think I lost them when I moved. Um, yeah, yeah, sadness. I might do something, but we'll see. Um. Oh, challenge of the week. Okay, we're here finally. All right. So I talked about it at the right. beginning of the episode. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do a challenge of the week, and 
to go with the theme of the podcast and it being new, we are challenging people to build a roster, including Taskmaster, Bucky, and Punisher that you would actually take to an event to be happy with. So we're going to create a, uh, a channel over in the Discord. Uh, I'll, I'll call it Challenge of the Week. You guys can post your rosters up there and we'll take a look at what you guys are all doing and let's have fun with this. I have uh, an extra stipulation to that challenge because I can kind of see the future on this yeah, one. Um, Nick Fury included only if you absolutely can't think of anything else fun. <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, two of those three characters are S.H.I.E.L.D. But I'm actually playing that roster, and it's so much fun. Yes, I know, but we don't need to see the same roster a million times. Innovation is key, right, Desmond? No, innovation is key because I put Punisher and Shield. <laughs> I mean, we. Yeah, but it's not that won't be innovative if everyone makes that I, list. I claimed it already, though, so it's. Because <laughs> like, oh, like, the point was like we we all like kind of challenged each other when we like came together and like put the the three characters in this this podcast group together. Um. And challenge like we all need to make rosters now with Punisher, Taskmaster, and Bucky. And my first thought was Shield. Um, I think you're doing too, aren't you, Finger Guns? <laughs> yeah, I almost I almost bought the event that I went to on Sunday, but uh, then I didn't because yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Same week. <Okay. laughs> it's 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 good fun. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's a challenge. I guess we'll we'll let Hyper Viper's stipulation no uh no Shield. I'll, I'll call them it doesn't have to be no I'll shield just like if you can think of literally anything try. else try and do that first innovation's key <laughs> uh all right um so off of that then we have some listener questions because there was a couple of people that joined the discord um and they put in some questions so the first one from aj your favorite or greatest most memorable game so far in your mcp career and what made it that i kind of hit on that when i did my intro with the whole saber tooth like that is probably like one of my favorite moments i've had in mcp game um i absolutely love that moment because i've never seen saber tooth just perform so well it was amazing um so i would i would say that I, i'm gonna call back to that one uh finger guns do you have anything or did you say yours too during the um intro <sighs> uh we got a kind of peripheral player in our group that was uh, playing some, he, he, he's still pretty new. So I felt kind of bad about what I did, but I, I got a second turn win with uh, Thanos eyes on the prize cubes out of a criminal syndicate shell uh, back in like December of last year. And I almost felt bad for it, but uh, <laughs> it was, it was such an amazing moment for me. <laughs> Cause uh, he, he didn't see it early. And I just managed to, to get all of the, the ter- it was Terrigen and cubes and it was, I got all the Terrigen points and then I had four cubes on the first turn and four Terrigen points and then four cubes on the second turn and four Terrigen points. And uh, then it was just over. So I'm a terrible person, but that was. Yeah, I amazing. agree. <laughs> Evil. Yeah. All right, Hyper Viper, what do you got? That's a tough question. Oh man, that's a that's a, honestly a really tough question. It's our first um, ever listener question. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the first thing that comes to mind is I've had a bunch of games where I just get destroyed, and those ones stick out to me. Yeah. Uh, but they're not my favorite slash greatest slash most memorable games. So I honestly think like. This answer might change with time 
and it's not even because I'll play more games, it's because I just haven't thought about this that much. But the game I talked about earlier, where it came down to a single roll of the dice to whether or not my loot cage would survive uh, in the top four at LVO, that sticks out as the most memorable uh, playing against Christian. That was a hell of a game. Nice. Right. I uh, I got to Iron Fist a an activated black dwarf to punch him into someone and daze them. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, definitely remember a lot more of that game than I thought. Nothing wrong with that. All right. From Wargaming Dad, if you could have one person dead or alive stream or commentate all of your games, who would it be? Um, Robin Williams claiming it. Nice. Strong. Yeah, real good. (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? Man, that's hard. I'll let I'll let Hyper go go second because mine's like I have like three of them and they're all like somewhat uh, known people, so I don't want to steal somebody. <laughs> Robin Williams is good. Um, I was gonna say Patrick Stewart and Ian oh. McKellen, but it's got to be Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I respect that one. Uh, I got a. I grew up a Dodgers fan, and so Vin Scully was like the the voice of the Dodgers games from my childhood. But then I moved to Wisconsin, and uh, Bob Euchre was the voice for the Brewers. So, <laughs> like either one of those two guys would be great. But I think ultimately I got to go with John Madden because I would want him to also do the oh, yeah. uh, the overlay on the game constantly, just like. Okay. So I I gotta say, like with both you guys being huge Thanos fans, why did you not say, um, God, who played him, Josh Brolin? <laughs> I uh, because. Because I give zero. Like, can we swear on this? Can I? Can I get my full unadulterated opinion? Uh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that's about me. Yeah. I give zero fucks about the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Fair enough. Uh, I'll accept it. All right. This one is specifically for finger guns. Why is Guardians of the Galaxy the best affiliation? <laughs> and why don't people listen to me about Space Mall? From oh Mark. man, two questions. All right. So the first question is. Uh, Dice fixing. Dice fixing is always huge in these games. Also, three-point leader. Three-point leader, dice fixing. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Then on top of that, they've all got great output. Except for maybe Drax and maybe Groot. But winging it solves a lot of those problems. So why is Guardians of the Galaxy the best affiliation? Because they're the most fun. (laughs) (laughs) And Space Maw? Man, I don't know. That, That one's on you. Yeah, do something with and make people listen. I mean, so it's good, but I have I have some advice um, because finally getting people to listen to me about X Force. You know, you just, you just, <laughs> if you just keep at it and don't shut up, people are forced to listen to you. You just keep hammering it into their heads, <laughs> and then eventually, the next thing you know, you are being called like the X Force Messiah from people like on this, and then all of a sudden, people are just listening to you about X Force for everything for some reason. <laughs> That's, that's what you do. You, um, just keep, you just keep saying it over and over and over again. And then next thing you know, you'll be known as the Maw Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, honestly, Barncat is the Maw Messiah. I've played against him a lot. Um, I was, I think, his only loss in our bracket uh, in, in West. But he, his Maw is, is solid. He plays him really well. Uh, he plays him like semi-defensively and he has that shush online all the time. Um, but yeah, to answer that question even though i guess it wasn't for me barn cat of me you only love finger guns um 
Guardians have a seven-point core, yeah, and they give dice fixing, so it's the easiest splash affiliation in the entire game. That's fair. Yeah, easily I can see that. I don't know. So um, Professor Ulysses was like the the herald of of Ma. He was one of the few people that I that was willing to run Ma before the changes. So. Yeah, he would run Maw at, uh, at 14, yeah. right? That was his Black Order list at 14. He'd run Maw and then Corvus yep. Prox. Back when you could have the Mind Gem just like floating around in your roster and put it wherever you wanted. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So uh, I guess we have the results of the poll of who's who. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will say, Finger Guns, um, your, yours has gone up three um, since earlier but i will say to everybody who is listening that finger guns is like selection <laughs> was shot out to like 10 in like the first like three hours like it, it was insane and then me and hyper vipers was just going like back and forth of who and then eventually it just kind of stuck and then people were like okay they, here we go um so let's start with finger guns finger guns for i don't know how or why or what makes people think of <laughs> i think it's things but, like a second turn win against a fairly new player <laughs> <laughs> but you're supposed to be like vindictive and like vengeance not just not stomping who's, to say, that, who's to say he didn't deserve it <laughs> fair, fair fair enough um so finger guns is the punisher is what he got um hyper viper was chosen to be bucky and i got taskmaster which is real funny because yesterday i called that I would be given Taskmaster, and here we are. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you really nailed that. The master of Task. <laughs> you the guy are the stuff. Messiah of x <laughs> Uh Somebody put a little x symbol on there. That was pretty funny. Um, what else What else do we have? I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much going to close us out. Sorry, today's went on for a while, but we're kind of working on the kinks to get in the groove of it. Um, so this is probably going to be the longest episode we have unless something crazy happens. But this has been a really fun. I'm glad for you guys who came and joined and watched us. I'm sure Finger Guns and Hyper enjoyed this as well. Um, so, so, yeah, thanks, guys, for watching listening to our first episode, whichever you do if you did not catch the live stream. Um, I don't know how often we're going to do these for the live streams, but they might be around for a while. Uh, we will we'll see. We're kind of determining how that goes. It's been fun. I've I've enjoyed the live stream. Anyway. Yeah, it was fun. Let us know if you liked it. Yeah. Um, our goal will be to produce a weekly content at the moment. We haven't quite fully decided, but let's say we'll say weekly, and then we'll disappoint you. You know, it's <laughs> damn uh, advanced R and D style. <laughs> oh, sorry, Kenny. I missed that podcast. Uh, I love, dude, that show is so fun. I want to be on Advanced Star I've told him like four times, like, put me on your show. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm sure he'll hear this. And uh, anyways, uh, so we'll try. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we're still figuring things out. Uh, but we'll try to get our content released on Fridays is what we're shooting for. So if you're looking for the podcast version, one, you're either already listening to this or you've already listened to it because you watch it on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to try for Fridays uh, to continue on with that. And um, yeah, is we're going to have continuous discussion in the Discord because that's what it's for. It's actually been rather interesting to see how fast it's blown up and a lot of people are joining it. Um, I'll put the 
link to the Discord in the description. I've been kind of shooting around everywhere when I was announcing this uh, live stream event. Um, so yeah, the link for that will be in the show notes as well. I'm going to put the link for the article that I was talking about earlier in the show notes, and I'll post it on Discord as well for people to find. Um, I would highly recommend going to read it. It's actually a really good read and very interesting uh, for an outlook of game balance design and wargaming. I, I, I can't really like it. Yeah. Um, if you've got yeah, any so articles that... that- Sorry, to, 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 the, oh, to the viewers, listeners, and watchers of this, uh, if you've got any articles that you want to share with us, like feel free to drop them in our Discord uh, just yeah. about anywhere. We'd love to read them. Sure. Um, I went a little long-winded. We are learned times. scholars. Yeah. I uh, did not follow the timer rule at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Death been fun. Hey, it's, it's the first time, right? We'll figure it out. Clocks, what happens if you go over the clock? <laughs> You're done. You don't get to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for stopping by. It's been a real, real blast. I'm, I'm excited for this project. It's, it's going real well so far. So, um, I will. Have everybody do you have anything you want to finish off with? Uh. You know, to all all the people, enjoy this three-hour episode because we're probably never going to do anything close to this long ever again. It's only two. It's only two hours. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll yeah, that's that's pretty much gonna cover it. I'm gonna go ahead and hit these buttons, and uh, thank you everybody for stopping by and hanging out one last time. Thanks, bye. Bye. Perfectly balanced. As all things should be. Maximum effort. In this war, there's no surrender. He's out of line, but he's right. Who the hell is Bucky? You don't like a fair fight. I think you're wrong. Which part? All of it. You're the only superhero in the world? Touche.